and welcome to this week's The Two Pinter. Uh, it's two friends who like to argue about sport and the divide is roughly I'm a Welshman who uh, supports Liverpool in the football and Jono. I'm an Englishman who supports a few different football teams but, but Blackburn are my primary team despite being from South East London. <laughs> um, we like to argue about all sorts of different sports and over the years we've uh, different stakes that we've had on uh, on sporting outcomes uh, have been based around two pints, hence we're called the Two Pinter. We can catch us on Facebook or Twitter with the handle at Pinter2, so at Pinter2, and please give us a rating on your podcast provider, whether it's iTunes or um, yeah, all the rest of them. Uh, that'll be much appreciated. Thank you very much, and this week we, uh, we as if you listened last week, you'd have known that we heavily introduced the Wales v England um, Six Nations game. It was, uh, yeah, a game that was big on our agenda for, for a long time, really. Uh, Andrew, uh, John, you're a, a, a passionate uh, uh, Englishman. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a passionate Welshman. And, uh, yeah, this, this kind of intense rivalries found nothing better than, uh, than in a Six Nations game, particularly uh, a game that means so much in a World Cup year. And, uh, well, what a game it turned out to be, eh, Jono? You mean the, uh, the England's women's uh, dominant 51-12 picture ever Wales? <laughs> we could discuss the, uh, the women's game if you like. Uh, I can't say uh, much about it. We um, could talk about the spirited uh, Italy effort against the Irish. I thought they uh, had a good effort and Ireland struggled once again. Or maybe the, uh, yeah. maybe the French game as well, actually. I thought France had a... Had a a bit of a return to form against Scotland, some lovely offloading. Um, yeah, lots of different ways to go. I don't think there's, there's any need to start in uh, in Cardiff on Saturday. <laughs> well, we can start on uh, on Friday night if you like. I, uh, I took my lad to an under 20s game. Uh, England v Wales, where the under 20s play the, uh, the corresponding fixtures that the the, uh, the men do. And uh, and yeah, an under 20s game that was. Absolutely dreadful uh, to the point where me and my lad actually left at half time because uh, <laughs> he was more interested in, uh, in playing with tractors and, uh, and cars uh, rather than watching. Uh, it, it, was, it was supposed to be rugby, but it was, well, if, you know, when they say sometimes the future's bright, I think the future's very dull for English <laughs> and Welsh rugby, really. But, but, uh, but we left a resounding 3 0. Uh, well, England were in the lead by three points to nil. Um, they eventually got to a, a point where they were 10 6 up. Um, and in the final moments, uh, there was a Welsh try apparently, and, uh, and set up the weekend nicely for uh, with an 11-10 victory. Um, Sounds so horribly familiar to another game uh, a day later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that brings us nicely to that game. Then, Jono, uh, Wales losing at half time, 10-3. Um, I wouldn't say particularly dreadful from from Wales, but yeah, England were a bit more clinical and. Um, did well in, in the ball that they had, and then second half was just a complete capitulation, wasn't it, from the uh, from England? No, I don't think I'd go complete capitulation. Uh, I don't. I, I thought first, uh, I thought they were quite similar in, in a lot of ways. You you had a lot of ball, we didn't, and we what ball we had, we kicked away badly to uh to you and and you recycled the ball well and you i think you sort of the end really you got your just rewards for uh battering our lines down i think overall i was very happy with our defense and think they did a very good job but if you 
I think you was it about two sixty five percent possession I saw late on in the game you'd had. Um, yeah, in national rugby with either size of those boys running at you all day, you, you give you have have that little ball. It's very hard to to win a game and to defend for that long. And um, I mean, you saw in your uh, your first try. Uh, yeah, well, thirty four phases. Um, you, 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 I suppose in your view, you'd argue that was good defence from us, but. I think yeah, they're just the pressure eventually sold and the the, the, the damn burst, isn't it? Um, well, well, that's it. It was good defence from you, and to go through thirty-four phases um, and not give well, not give penalties away, and um, yeah, for Wales still not to get through, that, that did show a, a good a good level of defence. But um, yeah, that's the point where Dan Bigger had, we we talked Dan Bigger up. Or I talked Dan Bigger up last uh, last week. Um, surprised that he didn't start. Um, but yeah, uh, he came on and he, he changed changed the. He did. Cha- he didn't. I wouldn't say he did change the game because we, like you say, we were in the ascendancy. But he just made us a lot more clinical. He was a lot better. Um, he just a lot better hands coming in with ball in hand and off the boot. Um, I mean that try at the end was was just uh, was just a cracker. Hands kind of tried it a few times throughout the game and either missed it, missed kicked the kick or kicked at the wrong time. And um, yeah, when you've got a world class. Player like Dan Bigger coming in, um, you know, we, we said that he, he gets up for the big games and big moments, and, and there he was. And yeah, just uh, this this big juggernaut of English rugby that was going to come to to uh, to Wales and, and roll us over. Um, just got, just, oh, I, th- I think I suggested it last week. You, you just couldn't handle the uh, the pressure of, of the the atmosphere, the crowd. Ah. Uh. Possibly, uh, the, the, I don't know if it was a pressure well, reaction. I just no, possibly. I mean, the second half, you, you had a 15-minute where you window over. You just you just lost the plot. You were just doing still discipline everywhere. Sinclair, we talked about. Um, managed to get away with with the, with the charge on uh, on Anscombe. Uh, but then charge. <laughs> he doesn't have to move there. He did charge. Do me a favour. Yeah, he, he, he did move into him. He did. Uh, he, he stood where he was, and Hanscom ran into him. If you want to run into a, a five foot ten bowling ball of a man, good luck, Hanscom. Uh, and he, he got his just desserts. Uh, and then, so I suppose then when he when he was choked tackling uh, Alan Wynne Jones, and that was Alan Wynne Jones putting his neck in in, Alan, in Sinclair's hand, was it? Just, just a high tackle when he's at his knees. Uh, we said Sinclair's not a tall man. Uh, that that one, he's very unlucky on Sinclair. Like he's he's trying to hold him up. He's, he's trying to around his neck. He's trying, oh, he's trying to hold him up, and so Alan Wynn's trying to drive on. He, as he's holding him up, he gets him round his neck, and I don't think that's a man losing control. That's just about his arm slipped. Um, Sinclair was one of Sinclair was one of our best players, undoubtedly. He, he hit, was. He hit he every was. he hit every move. So this narrative afterwards that he was to blame it was like rubbish. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, not, I'm not blaming just him. I, th- I said I think I mean Tuilangi. I suppose Tuilangi grabbing Liam Williams on the neck was that was that not a high tackle either, or not was, was that just. Liam Williams walking into his hand, or that is all handbags at ten paces. It just showed while Liam Williams is laughing at him, too long he's thrown a ball in his face and missed him from a yard out, and then gripped, gripped him around the neck. It just, it just one one incident as an isolated incident, you could argue is just just a bit daft or just just you know misinterpreted as a um, just giving away a penalty. But when you you add all three of these incidences, and there was others as well, where I mean I don't know what Farrell was doing or where he'd gone. Um, he, his head seemed to, to pop pretty soon into the second half. Um, he was kick, his kicking was awful, just out of hand, and just making poor decisions. Um, 
you say but you, you give him to the set up the i'm not sure what farrell was doing all game but I, i'm assuming there must be some tactics in it and, and eddie might have to take some responsibility but just so many aimless kicks and so many early kicks were unnecessarily in end of the first half was was a good example we just we're attacking in your 22 we one pass goes astray and rather than just hold the ball and you know take the line and lose three meters he just kicks aimlessly to a to jack noel who's, who's not a beast uh on the wing and you've already got you've got two men over there it was just a a panicked move and it was just mm. yeah I, I, I didn't really understand I, I, I don't mind us kicking and um them kicking well but it was just a lot of aimless kicking and a lot of early kicks that didn't really seem to be just do a few more phases if you don't get anywhere but just it was like a, a panic sitting early on in our attack so let's let's kick it let's see where that happens and but they weren't good kicks uh so do you not think that's then that must be um a consequence of just the the occasion getting to them not making sensible decisions which they have been doing for the last two games and looking good uh and then just come to cardiff and, and just seem to collapse yeah, collapse is a, an eight-point loss, though, with a, a very late try in there. It wasn't like they were, they were battered pillar to post, and uh, I think they, they showed a, a very good and looked very solid first half. They had 10-3 lead, um, and that was even with not having much ball and kicking a ball away needlessly. So, uh, I don't know if it was just, just bad, bad, well, you could say, but I think a lot of it was just poorly executed stuff and then probably not utilising... Not utilising our bench really very well. That was uh, it. Would be on Eddie. Um, someone like Ellis Gendry would be useful uh, to come on uh, earlier. Even a George Ford, because what we were trying to do was uh, was wasn't working. Why not? Why not change it up and put Ford in next to Farrell and and try to either more creative back player because we, we just didn't have a lot. Just trying to remember. Like you say to Alangi, to Alangi. Well, I think he's, he ran the ball about four times. One of them very well. The other just you barely saw him. Uh, Billy, Billy was very well marked by your defence. He didn't really get any room to move, and every time he got yeah, the ball, he, he, had, anywhere, he? he had three men on him. Um, yeah, just 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 bad decisions, and I, I, yeah, I think penetration's a bit strong, but um, but didn't do what we needed to do, and, and let you back in it. When I think start of the second half, we probably had a period where we were attacking in your uh, attacking in your twenty-two, and, and didn't get anything out of it, and then uh, gave away a bit of a needless. Uh, Penalty of the line out when your, your line out was struggling as it was. Um, yeah, I just think with 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 how well defence played and how bad your line out was, you should should be able to take a win there. But just didn't didn't uh, didn't do it when he's do. And then consequently, Wales just just kind of got stronger. And and once the you kicked a couple of penalties over, and they were needless penalties from us. Um, then you know your crowd gets more and more into it, and uh, and you get the momentum. And yeah. Uh, Liam Williams is being lauded, uh, and rightly so. I thought second half he was exceptional and was, was catching everything in the air. But uh, you, you gave me some stick last week comparing him and Daly. I was, uh, while I, I stand by that, I think Daly's got more to him. That, uh, Williams is definitely a, a superb, destructive, open field runner, and to keep kicking the ball to him is just uh, just suicidal. And um, and he made us pay. Um, <laughs> Everything that came to him, uh, Daly got out jumped by um, little uh, Josh Adams. <laughs> so, you know, there's more aspect than just the running in play that um, that Daly, you know, the Williams has got over Daly. Uh, Josh Adams were a running start. Daly uh, on his own with uh, yeah, with Josh Adams a running start. He's, he's always going to have a, a bet. Have a foot on him.
foot. <laughs> Daly's not sort of himself. Daly's not, you make that as a Daly's a towering, uh, towering fullback. Daly's not. Daly's uh, fairly small himself. Um, and yeah, Adams gets the running start, and, and Daly's well, he's been left on a bit of an island, doesn't he? Because he's got to cover all that space. Because you you nicked a penalty at the scrum, and then he's got. A, yeah, I don't know where Cockers and Singer was, but I'd rather have him on the wing uh, battling Josh Adams than uh, than Daly. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, no, it's just your your boys played a, a smart game. You were pretty street street smart. Your your pick and go game worked very well and sort of took away a bit of the bite out of our defence as the game went on. Um, yeah, and just um, yeah, a smart smart win um, built on doing. Yeah, not mate. You didn't make many mistakes, really. You um, you kept battering away. Your your attack uh, wasn't wasn't prolific. It wasn't didn't light us up. But you uh, you just kept battering away. Kept sort of. I suppose you trusted in what you did a bit more. Whereas we seem to um, do a couple of phases and kick it away. And, and you backed. Yeah, you backed your phases and you backed what you were doing. And uh, yeah, recorded a famous win. And, and yeah, deserved really. Uh, the, the, the referee annoyed me with a few decisions, but um, no, he can't. He must be joking. First ten minutes, all the commentators kept saying was, uh, "I don't know why he's given that. I don't know why he's given that." And then he given the, the decision to England. So ten minutes. What, you, <laughs> what decisions were these ones? You mean when you mean when, uh, when Sinclair you were criticising? You mean when Sinclair? But well, what? Yeah, what, what? Evans folded down and uh, and you wanted to give it against Sinclair. No, the first penalty was the um, was the daily that actually missed the penalty, but the referee. Within three minutes, I think Wales had a scrum after you'd knocked on, uh, and the referee, without going back to the TMO, suddenly, suddenly took it back to what he felt was a, a no-arms tackle um, from uh, Tipperick. Um, it was just a, it was a chop tackle. It was, it was definitely arms in there. There were no um, arms. It was a flying shoulder. It was a little well, cr- cruise missile. Shoulder. And, he, uh, and he did the same one. for He did Sinclair for the same thing later, so he was at least consistent. Uh, whereas, yeah, he later, uh, he later did do that, but, he, but at the time, even the commentator, even your Brian Moore, who's a staunch England man, uh, was saying I don't know why he's given that. Brian Moore also criticised when you did get the penalty for um, at the scrum. Uh, why is he why is he giving it against um, against Rob Rob Evans there instead of uh, in the favour of Sinclair? He said he dropped the bind, but um, even Brian Moore didn't think that was the case. Um, yeah, the, the ref was, was trying to give you. Uh, he said he didn't get many, we didn't get many penalties away. He was trying to give you as many penalties as he could in the first, uh, the first half. Um, as well as the you know, second well, half, start of the second half, your man lies at the back of a ruck. He does Tom Curry for the same thing uh, just before the end of, at the end of the uh, first half, and this your man was just oh he can play the ball. It, it was wasn't consistent there. Uh, well, it was consistently bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no arguments there. Uh, I, I gave uh, that referee a hell of a lot of abuse on the uh, first Lions test in New Zealand. Um, Nearly cost me my relationship with my girlfriend, uh, as <laughs> <laughs> angry as I was with him. And uh, and yeah, late, late on a Saturday, uh, quite a few beers in, I was, was fantasising about meeting a Yakko Pipe Summer and telling him what I, what I really thought of his refereeing. Um, but I've watched the game back sober since, I don't know why I did that to myself. And uh, yeah, he wasn't great, but that's, he's not the reason we lost. Um, you, you were better, uh, undoubtedly. And, um, it begs the question though, uh, Jallo. Um, does that mean in the big games that I alluded to last week, but uh, Wales have got the psychological advantage over England, and um, you know you're going to struggle against this. Wales have struggled against Australia for years. Uh, seems to be a bit of a um, mind over matter thing. Is, is that the issue with uh, with England and Wales? 
You only call them big games when you win them, though. When uh, when we beat you, you, uh, you act like it didn't happen. It weren't big games. It's, it's only it's only when you win that they're the big massive games. Um, well, I call them big games when it's World Cup year. You know, when it's uh, when it, not not in the intermediate years when when uh, uh, coaches are trying out new things and different players are coming through. Well, that New Zealand always good in the uh, in the World Cup year. But, uh, tail off slightly. Well, I think not very much, but tail off slightly in the <laughs> intervening years. So, so, so when we're, when we're winning Six Nations, it's uh, they're relevant little games. But when you're uh, you're yeah. on essentially winning one, it's uh, it's it's a massive game. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I called this week. Uh, we said like well, we both said last week. This week was a was a really big game with it being a World Cup year, uh, and you want to lose. The last uh, really big game we had was the, the World Cup, which you lost. Uh, the one before that was a uh, a game in World Cup year, but it was a um, no, it wasn't a World Cup year, but it was a Six Nations decider. You were about to win the Grand Slam. Uh, I'd call that a big game. Um, yeah, uh, I, thought, I mean, what, what, what big games are you, are you saying that you've won? Not when we were on our own Grand Slam trail. Uh, this, what was it, 2016? You played you fourth. Uh, yeah, well, we went stormed out to a massive lead and then uh, held on later on against you. Uh, that was so we're closer to a Grand Slam then than we are now. Uh, well, no, we're not anywhere at all for it now. But uh... <laughs> I was going to say you're not, not going to grant on this year. Uh, see, see that you basically you think if, if Wales beat England in the World Cup, uh, it works out. I think it's semi-final, isn't it? And now we could play you quarters potentially if we don't. Uh, but if uh, if not, it'd be if not. Not with France. Not with France beat. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be too worried about that. It's uh, whether you can get past the Aussies or not, sir. For a, a nice change. Uh, we've, we've broken that, uh, that duck, we've, um, yeah, we beat him last time in the autumn. You did, you did finally. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're comparing that, you're, you, you lost to Australia about 12 times in a row. We, we, we beat you the last three times, played you before this, you just, you, you just ignore them when we win, and when you win, it's the biggest game ever. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, it was it was a massive game and uh, we were found wanting. Uh, but I'm, I'm not. I don't think we were terrible. I think there's still plenty to build with there. But speaking of building, are are you boys on for a grand slam now? Do you think? Um, well, it's all about momentum, isn't it? Uh, it's before about about uh, Six Nations. Um, and yeah, so we've definitely got the momentum at the minute. Uh, what what would have been a tough away game at Scotland um, looks less tough after all their injuries and their performance against uh, France. Um, and then if it all comes down to the final game at home to Ireland, uh, that's. I mean, Wales could could easily lose to uh, to Ireland and finish third in the group. Um, if, uh, if Ireland and England both continue to, to win their remaining games, um, so yeah, Wales could quite easily slip from uh, from Grand Slam winners in, in one failed swoop to, to third third in the table. But but yeah, I. Um, I think a win against Scotland, then it'll all come down to a, a noisy, uh, a noisy Saturday in uh, in Principality Stadium. And yeah, fancy, fancy Wales for the Grand Slam, um, which would put us at 14 uh, win, winning games, at the, well, winning streak, and um, yeah, set us nicely up for the uh, for the World Cup later this year. That it would, but I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't dismiss Scotland just yet. I mean, Finn Russell's lost. Stuart Hogg, is it talk he might be back or not? Uh, I've not heard. I thought he was going to come back. I'm not sure if he was out for the or not. If he's not playing, you're probably alright. Scotland, I think they're, they're a better side at Murrayfield generally. That should turn into a. Well, you've been, you've been in sort of scrap. Yeah, you've been in scrap sort every every game, haven't they? So, uh, you've done seen you bat teams, and that does always give another side a chance. And then Ireland, but. 
Uh, but you probably should be too good for them. And then Ireland, uh, I, I didn't watch much of it because I was mainly watching uh, United Liverpool yesterday. But uh, yeah, what I saw, they, they weren't very good again against Italy. Um, no. and, and yeah, they, they, they managed to nick a bonus point win, but it was hardly a dominant scoreline by any stretch. Uh, they're still, still searching for form, you'd think. Uh, or well, still are searching for that, that dominant team that they were just six months ago. Um, so you, you, don't, you won't get many better chances than this now. No, 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 definitely not. And, um, yeah, especially with, with only playing, well, with playing the, the two bigger teams, if you like, Ireland and England, both at home. And it's, uh, it's set up nicely this, this year for, for a Welsh Grand Slam. Uh, Alan Wynne Jones, probably one of the, the best, certainly one of the best Welsh lots, um, leading us to, uh, to a Grand Slam glory. Uh, I thought he was, he was excellent again on the weekend. Um, doesn't seem to get any, any, uh, any old. Just, <laughs> just seems to be churning out uh, performance after performance. Apparently it's his uh, 18th uh, game against England um, uh, on the weekend. So, uh, 18? Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a good, good run. Yeah. Some amount of games that. But, uh, but yeah, just, uh, just, just excellent. Um, yeah, there was, there was lots of places in, that we could improve on. Um, I was surprised that I thought Hadley Parks was poor. Uh, Jonathan Davis was quiet. Um, uh, your boy Gareth. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Ken Owens was was up there with our best players. Um, probably I'll probably put Curry and Sinclair ahead of uh, ahead of him, and that was about it. Paul uh, Gareth Davis. Uh, I said to you before, your your best scrum half, and for some reason you've ignored him this too. I thought he was excellent. But you always say this: we've never ignored him. He's always been he's been back up to web. So he's, he's better than Webb. Web I told, told you he's better than Webb before. He proved it again at the weekend. He he's great. He was kicking was very good. He harried our uh, kickers all the time. Uh, he's, he's Good, good with the ball in hand too. He just just Ben and Reese Webb all round. Um, Navidi, <laughs> um, Navidi, I thought was good. He did knock it on a couple of times, but Navidi was uh, fully spirited. But yeah, you just, I think you. Navidi's um, interesting. I mean, he's played um, he's played three games so far in the Six Nations, and he's got man of the match in two of them. So uh, he must be doing, <laughs> must be doing something right. But uh, there's talk if if Falatau comes back, you know, who do you, you drop out of that back? Do you shift Moriarty? Moriarty? Um, and, you know, you drop Ben Navidi or, or Tipperick? Um, I'll drop Moriarty. I think Moriarty's alright and he does tackle hard, but I, I think so does Navidi, and Navidi's probably got more to him, really. Um, but it's, it's having another carrier, isn't it? Moriarty's a better carrier than Navidi. It is, yeah, and I think that's, um, that's an area which could be a problem for you come World Cup time in, in the bigger games. Uh, how many big carriers have you got if uh, Falatao? Presumably back, he's obviously a, an immense player there for you, but if not, I don't think you've, you've particularly got him in your front five. Um, and yeah, uh, your back row, Tipperick, so he's not really heavy yards, carry sort of hangs hangs in the wider channels a bit, doesn't he? Uh, Shingler, if he's back, is he an option there? Yeah, well, we, have, we have definitely got options. But yeah, probably not the big yeah, ball carrying ones. Well. Is is that is, is probably where you lack a bit, and we'll see if that is a problem come World Cup time. Because yeah, Hadley Park, so he's, he's a good carrier, um, and, and Davis will work hard too in that regard. But yeah, um, if you, if you're not winning that game line battle, and, and you, you lost that plenty of times against us, um, will you have enough against certain sides? Um, well, when we play the big teams, will we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could uh, play some big teams. <laughs> 
you got well against the Aussies if you're uh, not battering them, they go the game, game line and uh, they're spreading with their backs out wide, will they will they cause you problems? Because uh, they've they've probably got the pace and someone like a a flower run at you all day. Um, but but yeah, they're in, not not in great uh, they're not in great you know strength for the minute. So we shall see. But we can come to the Rugby World Cup later in the year. Yeah, well, we'll um, I've loaded it over you enough. Rugby uh, well, um, you took that all, all quite well, to be fair. Um, but uh, I'm sure I'll mention it again. Um, but moving on from from the rugby, um, thought we'd just jump before we talk about uh, the football that happened over the weekend. Uh, thought we'd just jump quickly to the boxing. We talked up um, Chunky. James Gale to uh, to beat Chris Eubank uh, over the weekend, and um, that didn't happen at all, did it? No, no, it didn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, real, real shame. Uh, yeah, Chunky's long been one of my more, uh, my favourite fighters. I've always enjoyed uh, how he fights, enjoy how he talks. Uh, I think just quite a funny character. He was obviously Olympic hero, and he's, he's had a very good pro career. Um, but the last few fights, he's, he seems to be waning a bit. I, I thought, wondered if he was down to some injuries he had. He talks about he had a, um, uh, I was going to say detached retina. That's his eye. I know he had a torn rotator cuff in his shoulder. Um, but yeah, really since the Badu Jack fight, which was an absolute war that he he drew and probably should have won if he didn't get put on his ass at the end. Uh, he's never really been the same. And I, I thought Eubank could probably be a return for form, and then he'd cash out. But he, yeah, I think he's he's not where he was. And uh, but yeah, Eubank um, finally gets that signature win. His his career's been craving really. Um, he's he's had two big fights, and he came up. Uh, short in both, and uh, if he'd done, if he'd lost this one, you'd have sort of seen him as a high-level European fighter, probably, but but not loads more. Um, but now he's he's got that big win, and he's, he's younger, yeah, the younger and stronger man, and uh, he seems to finally have a trainer he trains a bit with. Maybe he's uh, going to finally utilise some of that potential. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, I think I think the gal probably retires now. What's the that? I hope he got a good payday for that. Um, but he's not what he was. Why? Why carry on? Uh, he, I think he'd have we'd probably stuck around for a Groves two fight if Groves had retired. Um, but yeah, I think he probably follows him to retirement and a very good career. Uh, two-time world champion, Olympic gold. But yeah, it's a sad end. And as with most boxers, really don't tend to uh, go out on a, a glittering high at the end. Yeah. But, but then Eubank, there's talk. I mean, Billy Joe Saunders was, was tweeting and saying he, he, he was um, fighting. Where do you think, think Eubank goes? Do you think he goes back to? Um, Saunders, although Saunders has just come up a week division, hasn't he? Oh, come up, he's come up, followed Eubank up, hasn't he? So they're both super middle now. Um, I think he could... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Saunders is very, very good, but you... Um, and so, yeah, I think Saunders is, is probably got too much classroom and probably is, is fresher with that, but... Um, it depends which Billy Joe turns up, really. He's had so many off the, off, I was going to say off the field, out, out of the ring problems uh, this past year or so. The horrible videos he had of you know filming uh, people with uh, poor women with drug abuse, mental health problems. Then he had his uh, drug span that wasn't a drug span that was a drug span. Uh, you know, got stripped of his title. Um, yeah, just couldn't have had a much worse year after having his, his best win ever against Lemieux. Um, but when he wants to and when he's engaged he's uh, he's as good as boxers he's, Billy Joe. he's incredibly skillful and, and carries around well he he, um, he doesn't carry an amazing amount of power but enough to keep you off him and just is a very smart fighter uh, and he uh, but against Eubank the first fight I went to that fight and um, 
he started off very well and did all that, and then Eubank came on strong, and, and Billy Joe didn't really have the engine. So, can Chris uh, get a bit close to him this time? I'd probably still back Billy Joe, but I think that'd probably be the obvious place. I don't, I don't think Eubank wants any part of Callum Smith um, at the moment, or, or if ever. Um, and then you're looking at, yeah, uh, does he want to go after one of the sort of Mexican champions or something? Um, but yeah, he, he's got a big win now, and he's obviously got the big name, so. Yeah, I think he could do a lot worse than Billy Joe. I think that'd be quite quite a big fight, and he'd probably do money wise, ah, do well money wise. But uh, yeah, um, failing that, maybe go after one of the lesser Europe, uh, lesser world champs, and see if he could win that. And then maybe a Callum Smith fight becomes a bit more realistic. I don't think he wins that, whichever way it happens. But if he could win a couple more fights, then it becomes becomes bigger. Um, let's see if Callum Smith doesn't go after a cover level or someone like that, but. Yeah, I just I think um, yeah, Eubank just just show a bit of smarts now. Maybe have a couple of decent level fights and and see if you can get another world champion in the ring and and then yeah, see where you go. Just just keep development because he's he's still a lot of room for growth with him. Really, um, he still doesn't do the yeah. He's still not the smartest fighter. So he's still waiting a bit too much, winging him a bit wildly, and and he yeah, he sounds like he's finally got a trainer he agrees with. So if he keeps it, then maybe he's, he can go some some places a bit further. Yeah, and if you listen to his dad, his dad says he's uh, there's a lot of in his mindset that he's not uh, he's not right. Yeah, his dad was criticising him in the week out to the fight, wasn't he? Saying he's, he's I'm not sure I'm not sure he's a warrior, um, which his dad definitely was for all his uh, his uh, posturing now and uh, how funny he sounds. He was hard as now as uh, Mr. S uh, was was senior, but um, yeah, uh, well, it's, it's a great win for uh, Eubank, and let's see if he can build on it. A couple of other um, fights that happened over the weekend, uh, Joe Joyce beat Stavern and Selby beat Douglas, Do you see, what do you see next for those two? Uh, Joe Joyce is carrying on his, his pretty good rise, Stavern uh, was, was you know, one of the better uh, better champions uh, out there, uh, sorry one of the better heavyweights out there, he was a champion briefly, he wasn't one of the better champions, one of the better heavyweights out there for quite a few years and he took his first one to take Wilder to uh, Twelve rounds, first and only man to take Wilder twelve rounds. He got he got beaten in a round the second time they fought, but uh, no mug and, and Joyce just sort of does what he does really. He's um he's sort of come forward. He's a come forward pressure fighter, Joyce, and he just sort of constantly throws. Uh, he, he carries power, but not uh, not AJ Wilder power. Um, but he just just works very hard and seems to just get his get his head down and uh, keep rolling really. And that's, that's a good name to have on his record. And he got he got six rounds out of it. I thought he might get rid of him a bit quicker, but Stavern's not a mug. Um, yeah, I think he uh, just keep keep on building the rounds, building the profile. Really, he's um, he's he's not at a level ready for a, any of the big three or even a Dylan White, say. Um, but yeah, I he's kind of building his name in America, isn't he? So I wonder if he if he wants to uh, sort of keep looking at the American names. Does does he want to try and pick on a big baby later in the year if if, if and when AJ's uh, beating him up? Um, yeah, he's, he's he's going places, Joe Joyce, and I think with with his work rate, he uh, yeah, he's he's a very handy fighter. It would just be interesting to see who they match him up with now, because you don't want to throw him in too quickly with with any of the big boys now. And you, you know, you could you could sell a Dylan White fight, I suppose, as a as a you know uh, rising big British clash. But yeah, it's, it's too early for him yet. And um, just keep keep managing that career sensibly. He's, I mean, he's only had. Yeah, they're game. Talk about Ortiz, but I think that's, that's a step it was his 
Eight win, wasn't he? He's eight, no, eight knockouts. Yeah, Ortiz again, far too experienced the season. Cuban, uh, ex-Olympian, just yeah, leave it alone. Just yeah, carefully match him, and he doesn't doesn't have to be constant. It doesn't have to be constant progress. You know, it can be. He just as a couple try and get a couple of people who just give him some rounds because so yeah, so maybe 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 somebody like David Miller, something like that. That's the same before. Yeah, I think if, if maybe late in the year if uh, AJ's beating him, maybe someone like Miller would be would be a big name, but. He's in, you know, he had a long amateur career, so he's not an idiot, Jewish, but he's very early in the pros. If he, uh, he just has a couple of even European level fights, why not do that? Um, or even, you know, a David Price wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, although David Price does hit very hard, but um, at least you'd have someone who, you know, you could probably knock over if you hit yourself. Um, but yeah, there's no rush. Um, just you keep, keep, still earns a good win, but don't, don't frame to the walls just yet. So it's just, it'd be. Be foolish and potentially bash his confidence for a long time to come. And, uh, and just quickly on Selby, uh, he, he looked a plus. he looked a bloody mess, didn't he? He was uh, looked yeah, a, he got, he got a couple of head flashes, didn't he? Above his, uh, he got two black eyes, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't didn't look the prettiest, but um, but good good for him to he's moved up in weight now, hasn't he? Um, well, he's gone up two, isn't he? Two was it? Uh, it's um, yeah, it's hard to tell from a fight like that when he's you know that sort of bloodied and that you know it takes away some of what you're trying to do really and sell with being very slick as he usually is um is uh yeah i mean he was he's got a lot of criticism after warrington but you saw what warrington did with frampton warrington's uh it's, it's, no, it's no bad loss losing to josh warrington now um uh yeah let's see how he does at the bigger weight and if he can get back to to being the very sort of fast slick moving guy that he was uh he is um and go from there really um, so moving on from the boxing, uh, football. Uh, it was uh, proper uh, Super Sunday, wasn't it? Ugh. Just goals, uh, goals galore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, it was it was injuries galore, wasn't it? And, and in both games, is, uh, that's kind of where the talking points are. Uh, both the uh, Liverpool uh, United game and the uh, the Chelsea City. We'll, we'll come to Chelsea City first. Um, we have got a barmaid question. Um, so thanks for. Uh, for Keenan from uh, London uh, for doing the, the question but it's around it's a long question, I didn't, I didn't want to read all of it out but if it, basically it was around um, around Kepa, uh, do you want to give the kind of what happened with uh, with Kepa yesterday? Uh, it was it was extraordinary unbelievable, <laughs> I just uh, never seen it and, uh, as a man who has uh, managed an 11 and a 7 aside team at a far far lower level um, I know sometimes I have seen players who ignore me for a few seconds when I've tried to say, oi, oi, get off, but um, not in front of 90,000 and millions watching. Uh, Mauricio Sarri, the Chelsea manager, and the, you know, the, the, the ball goes up to get uh, the Chelsea keeper Kepper off. The uh, the thinking was it was about 30 seconds to go in the game was to get uh, Willy Caballero on, presumably for penalties, because he's, he's um, if you remember a few years ago in the Carabao Cup final, he saved three and won in the shootout. So as soon as it's been more of a... Yeah, yeah. Um, seems more of a specialist in the penalty shootout, but but Kepa just refused to come off, um, and they've uh, they're cl- trying to claim it's a bit of a misunderstanding. Staying, Kepa was trying to tell him that he wasn't injured, but for all intents and purposes, what it looked like, and with Sarri a- absolutely fuming in his reaction on TV, it just looked like blatant disregard of what your manager told you, which you you just don't see at top level football, not not in the middle of a game. You, it happens behind closed doors, I'm sure, but. Um, not not refused. Yeah, I can't remember if a senior player but he refused to come off. Uh, was just no, just let alone, just let alone a cup final. Yeah, just astounding. And um, so, so just go back quickly then to the, the, the question is um, is is the Kepa Sari situation as bad as it's being made out to be? 
Um, yeah, basically, the, is there is there a case to to add to Paul that um, Kepa was was it was a mis was a misunderstanding as has been kind of portrayed by uh, by the manager? Um, yeah, is it as bad as it as it as it kind of made out? I think there's probably something to be said for Kepa may have initially thought that they were trying to they thought he was injured because he did get treated a couple of times, didn't he? But regardless, if you see you meant to be going off, you go you go off. Like your manager's told you, that's what he's employed to do. You're you know employed by your club to follow your manager's instructions, even if you get it wrong the first time, and if you you know the first time you try and signal the I'm okay, I'm okay. The second and third time, and this saga went on for about three minutes. The whole game stopped until you know the referee went and eventually spoke to Sari. Um, yeah, if if you get it wrong the first bit, you, you definitely go off later. And, and now I think. Um, Sorry, you already had questions about his job and had put out a very good performance up to that time. I thought Chelsea were excellent for a side that got smashed up by City 6 0 the other a couple of weeks back. Um, now all the focus is on a player not listening to him and, and it just seems to have really undermined him. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'll play a bit of devil's advocate. As um, Fakina suggested in his, uh, in his question, um, you know, was it just Kepp had been trying to play? Had a bit of time wasting, played a few mind games, or not mind games, gamemanship maybe, and just um, faking injuries or pretending he had cramp and just just taking a bit longer with things. Um, and then when he gets told to come off, he suddenly realises, oh no, 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 I, you know, maybe I've gone a bit too far. And, you know, trying to explain to the manager, language barrier perhaps as well, but trying to say, you know, I, I'm, I'm not actually injured, uh, I'm fine now, don't worry, don't worry, it's fine. And the manager's insisting he comes off and he's like, no, 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 honestly, I'm fine now, don't worry, I, I, I can still kick a ball, I can still jump around and take penalties, don't worry, you don't need to set me off. And, and you know, from Kepa's point of view, he's, he's he played 180, 120 minutes, he's, um, you know, they kept the clean sheet, uh, this is his moment of glory to potentially, uh, well, it is the keepers that kind of make the headlines normally on, on penalties, isn't it, in, unless it's, uh, somebody plays it wide or whatever, but... Um, yeah, this is his opportunity to, to stand up and be a hero, and um, he didn't didn't want didn't want that taken away from him. Yeah, fine, but that's that's awful then because you're putting yourself bigger bigger than the side and bigger than what your manager's trying to build, isn't he? Um, that 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 then if he's done that is a real issue. Um, if it was just the, I say I think there could be something he was trying to tell him he wasn't injured, but yeah. Um, what, what, would it, what if it changed? So City go on to win on pens, but what if? What if Kepa then makes a couple of saves in the penalty shootout? Well, and he had the chance, didn't he? To say, he? You know, he saved one, but the second penalty that he again from Aguero that he definitely should have saved, he fluffs, and you're like, if you do it, <laughs> you need to make that save if you're going to do what he did, and 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 once he's done it, he's, he's for me, he's got to save probably at least two, if not three penalties um, to justify his actions, and it's. Um, yeah, sorry, he's not doing it for no reason. You, the, the, hearing the stats today, I think Caballero has, has saved something like um, out of 17, 17, 17 out of 28. He, he was scored against him, whereas Kepper was 17 against 21. So Caballero's mm -hmm. saved a lot more. Uh, you know, he, he's doing it for a reason. He's a better thing. And just, you know, you, you train with Caballero every day. He's your teammate. If your manager thinks he's a better option, get behind him rather than making it about you. And, and like I say, I think. Kepa's now taken the shine completely off a good Chelsea performance and, and they've lost the tie and um, no one's talking about Chelsea now, talking about whether he's, uh, sorry, yeah, their performance now, talking about whether Kepa's the uh, new Chelsea manager or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, just... Um, so, what, what, so where do you think that leaves Sarri then is it? The other thing is it shows a complete uh, lack of respect from your youngest, I suppose he is the, the 
expensive goalkeeper, but he, you know he's, he's still one of the youngest members of the team, and if he doesn't give a monkey's about what Sari says, then um, surely that's that's not just him on his own. It must be it must go deeper than that. Yeah, Chelsea you want have, Chelsea players have form for this as well, don't they? They've, they've had um, a lot of talk about player power. Um, well, over the last ten years, really. Oh yeah, yeah. They're um, various different managers uh, when they. You know, when they upset the dressing room, but um, yeah, in this case, uh, I mean, Kepa, most expensive keeper ever. I think he's been reasonable this season. I don't haven't quite seen what the seventy million was, but he's he's young, so plenty of time to develop and see if he'll earn that or not. But yeah, just just a really bad look. And like I say, it was um, Sari's been seems to be under a lot of pressure this so far. I think it's early for him to be. I don't think they're I don't think they're bad, um, but uh, he can't. Uh, we now can't do. We were talking about whether they who they signed didn't want me last podcast, and then a couple of days later they got they were on a transfer ban. Um, but yeah, I think Sari has to come out strong here and drop him for a few games, find him, and um, just just get him in line. Really, I don't think it has to be irretrievable with Kepa, um, but just make make an example of him and show you won't stand for it. Uh, yeah, if he doesn't, then it just looks yeah, it's just a bad look, and it'll be every time Chelsea lose or every time something happens it'll be mentioned again so I think he needs to to yeah drop him for a few games uh, play Gavinera of all people and um, and yeah just, just show he won't be tolerated and then let him sort of work his way back really and if he doesn't yeah, that, that undermines what Sari's said at the end where he said oh it was all a misunderstanding and he's kind of backed his goalkeeper and said you know poor lad didn't really know what was going on if he now turns around again and, and drops him um, yeah that's an admission of no, it's true though. He's he's, he's backed himself into a bit of a corner with it, and just a bit sure. Just um, I just want to try and just say, yeah, I'm not sure what's happened. I need to speak to him, and, and I'll come back to you, kind of thing, and then not come back to it. Just come back to, by dropping him. Um, but you know, they've got a big game this week, haven't they, against Tottenham? Let's be interesting to see what he does. I mean, Kepper is his best option as a goalkeeper, but is he best option for his Sarri's job and for squad harmony and for yeah, is the future of what he's trying to build there? Um, well, let's take a bit, uh, look at the, the wider picture, or the bigger picture, is it, is it um, so Chelsea have got this transfer ban now and, and arguably they probably knew it was coming, if, if, is that why they they, um, they brought the, uh, the American lad? Um, Pulisic. Pulisic, that's it. Uh, they, they bought him in January to come, to come and join them in, in the summer. Does, does it still go through? Assume that transfer still happens because technically they bought him in, in January, haven't they? Um, they then allowed him to stay where he is until the summer. Um, was, it, was it bought and what? He's loaned back or is it? Yeah, that, 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 I think so. I think that was um, Yeah, that, uh, otherwise, I'm, <laughs> I, I think we'd have heard much more about Pulisic uh, about not going to Chelsea um, if that was the case. But, but um, but yeah. So the bigger picture could be that if you if you were to sack Sari now, you've got two windows of no players coming in. Um, you've got Hazard, who is almost certain to go in the summer. Um, you know, keep making noises all the way through. And you think surely this is the chance now that he is going to go. Um, Mourinho was parking up today, wasn't he, as well, and uh, saying he'd be, he'd be a good Real Madrid player. So, uh, Mourinho helping his old club there. Um, one of, helping one of his old clubs more, more than the other. But, um, but yeah, so if, if, they, if they were to get rid of Sarri now, who, who comes into that situation? Who comes to take Chelsea who could potentially not get into um, 
Looks like they're potentially looking at the Champions League. Um, can't sign any players. The players are there. Uh, looks like the player power from various ones, different ones in there. It's just Hazard, I think it's quite a few of them. You've got Higuain, who's going to go back. Um, he's only on loan. Uh, is, this, is this a case of Chelsea dropping out of the, um, of the top? Kind of echelons of the Premier League for what, a couple of years. They're not in a good place. I don't think they'll get top four this year. Um, and yeah, you say they can't improve. And I mean, you'd think Hazard to let him go now. You'd have to get a big offer, but I'm sure Real Madrid will make a big offer. Um, and Hazard's desperate to go. And he's he's out, he's out of contract at the end of next summer, isn't he? So they probably do have to make a decision. Um, yeah, and then. I mean, they do. They do have a you know a massive squad of young players. Chelsea, they love signing up young players and never playing them. Will he finally have to give some of these younger boys a chance? And you know why play a Kovacic when you could play him off the streak? Um, the Christiansen lads, uh, the defender who seems to have gone off the ball this season, was incredibly highly rated. Do you give someone that a chance? And yeah, they've had about 30, 40 players out on loan at some point. Maybe they start getting them all back in and see if any of them are any good or not. Um, Maybe he tries a new system that brings the best out of Kante next to Jorginho a bit more. But he does. He seems very ready to his system that somewhat works uh, in the Premiership. Uh, yeah, I think the it looks like trouble for Chelsea at the moment, and um, definitely something like this doesn't help. You, you lose on the penalty shootout to them. Cavallero uh, either does make say it doesn't. Everyone talks about what a good performance it was from Chelsea and how. And how much they listen to the manager really, and how smartly he set them up. Instead, it's all about, uh, yeah, him being undermined by someone. Uh, yeah, I think Chelsea are, are a club struggling at the moment, and, and not not an easy way out of it. No, no not at all. And then I suppose the the the, game, the bigger picture is whether you know, at some point Abramovich is going to want out or want to walk away, and um, you know, is he going to accept? years of Chelsea potentially dwindling um, does, he, does he think about moving on interesting eh interesting. Um, ok um, the other game was the Liverpool United game on the weekend um, which was a horrendous game <laughs> um, it was, um, but ch chance missed for you boys Gareth uh, United had uh, the, the walking wounded first half and then played most of the game with, with what, what, ten and a half men, if you, if you count Rashford with half a man, which I think is generous for some of it. Uh, you, right, you had Firmino go off, but yeah, were United struggling that much? Was it was it not a chance miss for you to go and get all three points and, and give you a bit more room in the title race? Yeah, it, it definitely 100% was a, a chance miss. Um, I mean, before the game, I was on the and I don't think I would have taken the points. I felt confident that we could cause them... Um, Cause United problems, and uh, turns out we couldn't. <laughs> Even with their depleted, uh, de uh, depleted side, we couldn't. Still didn't cause them, uh, too many problems. So, yeah, d disappointing. Um, although, if you look at the, on the, uh, as this week as a whole, um, we played, played United on on Sunday. We've got Watford uh, home midweek, which um, you know they're on the back of a five-one win against Cardiff and playing quite well at times this season, Watford. Uh, and then we got Everton away uh, on the weekend. Uh, that's if we get to the end of this week and we're still still top of the league. I think I'll be, I'll be you know, well, I'll be very happy. Um, but it puts into context, you know, points away at Old Trafford isn't the worst thing. Um, 
yeah, in the context of the game, it, it would have been um, it, it's definitely an opportunity missed. But um, yeah, the wider context of the uh, of the week and uh, the season, then if we're still top of the league come uh, come Sunday evening, then um, then yeah, I'll still be uh, I'll, I'll be very happy. Yeah, I mean, City have probably haven't got the two hardest games, but they've um, yeah just played under twenty minutes on on the weekend and. Now I've got, I mean, they've got West Ham at home, which you should back them to do to business. But they lost uh, Laporte and uh, Fernandinho to injuries, didn't they? So n- not not the best time for them to lose them either. And yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna um, not gonna cry for City over a, um, you know missing players with the amount of money they've spent on their squad. But uh, yeah, uh, West Ham is probably not the not the game they're gonna lose it all against. But um, but yeah, just just think you, you had a chance to put a couple more points into them, but. Yeah, this um, it's now one point, isn't it? And yeah, it looks like I've got a long way to run in the uh, title race, which is great because um, no one wants to see Liverpool win it. Uh, no one really wants to see Liverpool win it at all, Gareth, today, but definitely want it to be competitive and it'd be, be nice to see a title race go down to, to late and then, uh, yeah, Liverpool blow it and we, we all laugh. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure you will enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, it wasn't. Yeah, you know, that was the thing. You you played like you wanted to. You wanted to hold on to a point. Really, that was a thing for Klopp, who's Mister Attack, and for your, you know, you've all front free. And I say, but I don't mean that. And I say, it sounds like I'm saying it sarcastically, and I, I do. But it was was sarcastic yesterday. But you're uh, you're attacking front free, pressed very well, I thought, and did their defensive well, well. But just was there was a complete lack of ambition in attack for you. And when Salah came off, I just thought uh, just bizarre decision. It just seems like yeah, okay, we're happy with the uh, we're happy with the draw, and. Um, Shakiri, I thought, could have been introduced a lot earlier. Whether he should have been in on instead of Sturridge is, is probably a, a fair question. Uh, but it just seemed like uh, Klopp, who's, who's a man who loves attack and builds his whole sort of philosophy around that, seemed to the, the yeah, just seemed to sort of be happy to play out the draw against the depleted United side. Yeah, I mean Salah wasn't getting any change out of that sure, was he? Um, Salah, I've got missing him. Again, looking like our, our best attacking player. Um, but yeah, so maybe, I mean, Salah's got a really good record against Watford, so maybe just protect him for the Watford game and make sure we get three points there. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think there, was a, there was a case of, um, of just settling for the draw. Um, ah, yeah, like hopefully it comes back to bite you later in the season if you lose the, lose the league by a point or two. Um, <laughs> you can look back, you can look back to plenty of occasions, but certainly you can look back to something like yesterday and say that was a. Uh, yeah, um, the game you should have shown a bit more ambition with, really. Yeah. Um, any other fixtures to of, of note over the next uh, couple of days? You've got Cities and, and uh, Liverpool, and mentioned Chelsea Spurs. Uh, that's Wednesday night, isn't it? Yeah, of the weekend you've got uh, the North London derby, Spurs at uh, Arsenal at, uh, at Wembley. Uh, and then it's uh, followed up by the... Liverpool uh, derby, as you said on Sunday, isn't it? So they're probably the two big games of the weekend. Uh, uh, who do you fancy for, for those two then? Do you fancy um, Spurs lost to, to Burnley on the weekend, which is a bit of a, bit of a shocker. And, um, a bit of pressure perhaps on Pochettino, he went nuts about uh, conceding a corner. Went nuts on Mike Dean, didn't he? Yeah. Um, amusingly, uh, I think Arsenal were better to nick a draw in that one. Uh, Arsenal finally gets a clean sheet the weekend, which was good. I don't think they'll do the same against Spurs, and Spurs seems to be a bit of a funny place, so I'll say Arsenal can nick a draw. Uh, Kane's back as well, isn't he? Back on the, back the story, 
Yeah, that's not ideal against Arsenal's defence. Uh, yeah, if Spurs are in the right mood, they they should could be Arsenal quite comfortable. They just you know, they, they're just a bit quite inconsistent. They're quite Spursy, aren't they, at the moment? Um, you thought Pochettino had sort of been out of them, but then they go and lose to Burnley at the weekend, and you just no, no, they're still Spurs. Um, the thing I didn't get about the whole Burnley thing. All right, it wasn't the corner. Um, it was a tight one. To, you have to study it a couple of times, you know. Though perhaps the, the tra- trajectory of the ball um, suggested it came off the uh, the attacker, not the uh, not the defender. Um, but even then, it wasn't like they were given a penalty for that. They Burnley were only given a corner, not only a corner, but Spurs had the opportunity to to defend that, and no, nothing else would have talked about it. Because Spurs didn't defend it. And Chris uh, would score, but suddenly it's, oh, it was all about the, the wrong decision for the corner. I mean, those things, sort of things, happen all the time, don't they? Whether it's a throw-in that's given the wrong way, or, or you know, you've still got plenty of time to to defend it. And yeah, I just, I just thought it was a bit. It, it wasn't a great decision. Or it wasn't the right decision, but it, it was perhaps understandable that they got that wrong. Um, and I just think how much pressure perhaps Pochettino is under and um, if he just suddenly exploded over that. Oh yeah, and so we combine it with a, a fairly abject display. I thought Burnley were probably good value for the uh, for the lead early on and then Spurs got it back and you thought they'd go on but they never really did and then Burnley nicked the win. Just, uh, yeah, just, just, just Spurs were abjects and didn't offer a lot and um, yeah, they're kind of at the moment until Kane gets back far and you know, regularly they're, they're kind of if some plays well they're good if, if not um, I don't seem to have a lot else going with it and um, Danny Alley I think gets quite a lot of stick doesn't he but maybe he's someone who they do miss more than you'd uh, realise and um, yeah just 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 not very good but I'll, I'll say all this now they'll probably give Arsenal a bit of a kick in um, <laughs> I, I think they'll be Arsenal um, I think we'll write Spurs off and say they're not in the title race and then they'll come back and uh, put themselves firmly back in it with a win against Arsenal um, yeah, they can't decide whether they want to be in this title race or not, can they? In again, out, off again. But yeah, um, yeah I don't think Arsenal needs to go any fear in them. But uh, yeah, I'm sure, sure Kane and Son don't fear Arsenal's defence either. <laughs> um, we have got another barmaid question, but I think we'll probably leave it till next week. It's a, it's a cycling one, which I'm uh, quite no. excited about. We've not had a, not had a cycling um, barmaid question. Um, but as we've, uh, yeah, we've probably run out of time for today we'll, uh, we'll carry that over so uh, that was Anna from North Wales who's, uh, who's given us that question so we'll use that for, for next week so thank you very much Anna and thank you for Keenan for the other farming question uh, please do get, get in contact um, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or um, yeah, and let us know any questions you've got that you want us to answer and debate uh, we welcome debating don't we Jenna? We do, and there might be hopefully there'll be no yeah no rugby to talk about ever again, Gareth. So um, yeah, there might, might be more time to answer. Rugby? Oh, I've forgotten all about the rugby. What happened in the rugby then? Yeah, um, can, uh, yeah I can just answer constant barmaids. It'll be fine with that. And, yeah, let's not talk about rugby again. That'll be uh, be just fine. Yeah. But just the last thing on the rugby was uh, Wales have moving them in the uh, in the rankings now. Wales have to third. I just thought you'd uh, appreciate that. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, uh, <laughs> Well, what is that? What is that? Um, but yeah, uh, we'll uh, leave it there and uh, I'll uh, see you later. Thank you very much. Thank you.